In the course of a life, there is often one teacher who changes everything. For painter Joan Snyder, that teacher was Billy Pritchard. Snyder was on the path to becoming a social worker when she took an art elective with Pritchard in her senior year at Rutgers. In this excerpt from an oral history interview conducted in 2010 for the Archives of American Art and funded by the Terra Foundation for American Art, Snyder talks about her shift from social work to painting and renting her first studio in New Brunswick, New Jersey in 1962. Well, back up for a second. You changed your major at the end of, or you didn't change your major, but you took an art class. I, as a senior. I didn't change my major. I took an art class as a senior in college. And because... That was a painting class? A painting class. This is a, a, a random elective? Well, I fought very hard for it because they wanted me to take 101 this, 101 that, basics. And I said, I don't want basics. I just want to paint. I don't know why I knew I wanted to paint. I had not painted in many, many, many years. But I said, I, I just think I want to paint. So I signed up for um, a painting class on Rutgers campus and had a teacher named Billy Pritchard, P-R-I-T-C-H-A-R-D, I think, Billy. And I mean, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today painting at all. This is how important a teacher can be. And I was making paintings of my grandmother. Um, I have these are all these early paintings. I have pictures of them. I was making um, paintings of the Berlin Wall. I was making. I had. I was reading an Ernest Hemingway book, um, the book in Mexico, the Revolution. I made a painting of that. Was I making? Where was I making these paintings? before or after Billy Pritchard. And now I don't remember. This was after Billy. So I, in Billy's class, we were doing still lives, very conventional. Set up the still life, make a painting. And then at one point, I think he said, um, you know, do whatever you want or whatever. So I made a painting of my brother and sister-in-law a portrait of them. And he came up to me one day and he said to me, how do you like Yavolensky? And I said, I never heard of Yavolensky. So he raced me up to the slide room and he showed me German and Russian expressionism and he showed me Yavolensky. And from that day on, you know, my life had changed because I looked at these paintings and he showed me a Yavolensky painting of a man with a pipe in his mouth. My brother had a pipe in his mouth in my painting. And all the colors were very similar. I mean, it's not like my painting was a great painting or anything, but it was a good, it was a good interesting young person's painting. I mean, it, it was laying down paint and almost like in a slightly impressionistic, cubistic way, whatever. Um, because I couldn't draw or anything, but I was just doing this painting of my brother and sister-in-law, mostly out of f how I felt about them. And, um, and he showed me all these paintings, and from then on, you know, I was, I was started looking at, at um, 
the Russian and Germans, because I'm Russian and German. I mean, that's my background. And, and it completely resonated with me, and it, you know, it does to this day resonate with me, all that stuff. So that was a senior in college, and then... Did he suggest you go to the museums at that point? Or did you? I don't remember. Um, I don't think I really did. So the images are from these slides? The images that I saw were from slides, because I didn't have an art history course until I was in graduate school. Um, I think that the reason I became the painter that I am was because I didn't have a background. I knew nothing. I mean, I wasn't coming from any historical point of view except this expressionistic thing, which, you know, I mean, I looked at Vlamenc, and then when I was living on the farm, I was making Vlamenc-like snow scenes and things like that because I loved Vlamenc. Um, so after you graduated then in 62, I think, Yeah. Um, did you directly go to graduate school? No. What happened was, um, I, I, I don't know what, I, there was a, a boat dock in New Brunswick, and I went down there, and there was this gorgeous room right on the river, and I asked the boat dock owner if I could rent that, it's like a little separate building, that building. It was about the size of this room here, maybe 18 by 20 or 30. Not that big. But um, he rented it to me and... Did you have money saved up from working? I always worked. I mean, I always, always had part-time jobs because my parents couldn't give me money. So I always worked in stores. I worked at the Rutgers um, Peach Farms when I was a kid. In the summers, I used to thin peach trees or work work at, at waitress conventions that they had. I worked in, in, um, in drugstores in New Brunswick. I remember loving the little Hummel figures, you know, and all that crap that they sold. I mean, I, I liked all that stuff. And um, so, so I always When you so graduated, you had money to rent this place. I rented this place, yeah. It was a working space, not a It was a working space. It was not a living space. I lived at home. And my mother, of course, and, and those were the days of, of the anti-poverty programs. So I got, um, I used to work for Upward Bound. And I got involved working with anti-poverty programs and made some money. That's how I was making my money then. They paid pretty well. And I was teaching kids art. In where, what kind of school? wasn't a school. These were like after-school and summer programs for, for kids that um, qualified to be in the programs. You know, poor kids mm -hmm. in, the, in the area. The government was paying. Um, a guy named Saul Gordon was very involved, and Judith Gordon, who I loved. I mean, Judith was a psychologist. Saul was a psychologist. Saul is, was very involved in sex education for teenagers. Um, he really became an important voice for all that. Um, what was he? Larry Hops was another guy who I worked for during that time. And he was also kind of a significant figure with those kind of programs. 
And then I rented that studio, and my mother was so freaked out that I was going to be an artist and not a social worker, because I sent you to college to be a social worker, to be a sociology major, a social worker. You have to get a job as a social worker. No, I want to be a painter. <laughs> Her biggest fear was that I was going to be a painter, and I was going to go to Greenwich Village. This is, this is her silly fear, fear fantasy. I was going to meet a black man and get married or sleep with or do something with, do something that I shouldn't be doing as a young Jewish woman. Had she only lived to see my daughter marry a black man, she would be turning over. I don't know what she would do. She, she became easier as she got older, but who knows. Um, anyway, that was her big fear, and that was her upset, and I didn't care. I mean, I had to paint. Because when I started painting, you know, and I knew that this was something that one day I was going to be very good at, and this was long before I even made one good painting. It took me eight years to make my first really good, what I thought was my first really good painting. 